Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for September 7th, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And I have just put up videos for uh, two matches that were on WWE, the WWE Network this week. Uh, the first one is uh, from N- this week's episode of NXT, Kyrie Sane versus Trish Adora. And the second is from the first episode of the Mae Young Classic, Mako Satamura versus Killer Kelly. So the videos are up now. Now, I I was hoping to do these yesterday, but the videos actually didn't go up until this morning. So uh, they just weren't available. So I got a lot of stuff to cover here, so let's get to it. First of all, like I said, the video is Kyrie, the first video is Kyrie Sane versus Trisha Dora from this week's episode of NXT. Now there's not much to the match as what this is really about is the post-match angle. And uh, Kyrie comes out and she takes her belt from a treasure chest. <laughs> and then she gives golden coins to the crowd. And the fans go crazy for this. And Kyrie is so good at this sort of thing. Their presentation skills are simply outstanding. Uh, Trisha Dora, she is a Team 3D trainee. They sit on the broadcast. She's a former rugby player. Now, it's a squash match. Trish cannot keep up with Kyrie. Kyrie is way too quick for her. So Kyrie, as you would expect, she gets her stuff in, and she wins with the insane elbow. Now, afterwards is what is what really we want to get to, is Shayna comes out, Shayna Baszler, she comes out and she tries to intimidate Kyrie like she's tried to do before. She knocks over the treasure chest and then she attacks Kyrie with punches and a clothesline. And I have to say, Kyrie really sells the clothesline. I mean, it, it was really well done. But then when Shayna tries to continue her attack, Kyrie fights back and she hits a spear to chase Shayna away. So obviously we're going to get a rematch here. It's just a question of when they're going to do it. They haven't announced anything yet. Okay. Now, the other uh, match is uh, from the first episode of the Mae Young Classic. And it's uh, Mako Satamura versus Killer Kelly. And um, I'm going to do what I normally do, and that's any of the uh, matches with Joshi wrestlers in it. I'm going to post them because I know there are fans all over the world. We're fans of Mako and Yoshirai and uh, Hiroyo Matsumoto, and you don't get the network, and you're going to want to see those matches. So that's why I do that. Now, it's certainly surreal to see Mako in a WWE ring, especially when Michael Cole yells, it's Mako time. But they treat her like the legend she is. They, they, you know, they don't try and pretend like she never did anything because, of course, she's done plenty. And she does a great job in this match. You know, she's 38 years old. She's been around for 23 years. Mako has nothing to prove to anybody. But she wants to show how great Joshi Wrestling is. That's what she represents. Okay? And that's what she does here. Right? Killer Kelly is billed as from Portugal, but she's actually an NXT UK signee. And I really didn't like her much when I saw her on June's NXT UK broadcast. Now, she looked good in this match because, you know, Mako made her look like a million bucks. You know, Kelly probably got in more offense than necessary, but, you know, like all the Joshi wrestlers, Mako was very generous. And look, look, she could have done a squash. Nobody would have complained. They just wanted to see her in a WWE ring. But she wants her opponent to get over. I mean, they're all like that. 
Asuka is like that. Kyrie is like that. You know, Yoshirai is like that. They're all like that. So, you know, it was back and forth match. It was much better than it had any right to be. And of course, in the end, Mako won with the Death Valley Driver. And I have to say that Kelly, especially after the match, she was crying. She looked very appreciative of getting to work with Mako. I mean, that don't happen every day. Anyways, check out the match. It's actually pretty good. It's uh, the best match on the first episode. Not surprising. Now, in the other matches, we had Tegan Knox, who, of course, uh, used to be known as Nixon Newell uh, in uh, British uh, Indies. Um, she beat Zatara. Of course, Tegan uh, uh, looked very good in this match. Uh, she was supposed to be in last year's Mae Young Classic, but she blew out her knee. And uh, now she's getting a second chance. And uh, they're definitely trying to put her over in this match. Zatara is from Chile, but she works in Mexico a lot. There's nothing special, really. Um, somebody asked me recently why there are no um, uh, luchadoras in the uh, Mae Young Classic. And uh, the answer to that is very simple. And that's that uh, most of the Mexican women wrestlers are under contract to either CMLL or AAA, and I guess there are a few that aren't, and if they wanted, the WWE wanted to get any of them, they'd have to do business with either of those companies. And so, uh, if you'll notice, the two wrestlers who are uh, representing Luchadoras are uh, not under contract to any, either of those companies. So, um, that's the reason. They, they just don't, they can't, they can't really get access to anybody in CMLL or AAA. And they're not look, they're just looking for international flavor. They're not looking for anybody who can actually win the tournament, right? So that's the thing you have to remember. Okay. Uh, Rhea Ripley beat MJ Jenkins. I liked Rhea last year. She's a 21-year-old from Australia. Uh, what they've done with her is they've given her a whole makeover and she's more aggressive. She's a heel now. She's saying she was an idiot last year. You get the idea. Uh, MJ looks good, but I don't think she's much of a wrestler. She, to me, she looks like one of those uh, wrestlers who's more concerned about looking good than having a good match. I mean, that's just my impression. I know she's a Johnny Rods trainee uh, from New York. Now, she is under NXT contract. And the other match was Lacey Lane over Vanessa Craven. Uh, Vanessa is from Montreal. She's a veteran monster heel. She's been around for years, like about 15 years. Big girl, six foot two. I've seen her several times before. It doesn't really do anything for me. Now, I guess they didn't. They brought her in as opposed to um, uh, uh, Jazzy Gaber because they don't. They didn't like the chance to sign Jazzy Gaber last year, and I didn't hear anybody chanting for Vanessa to be signed. Now it's kind of an odd matchup because Lacey is very short. She's six. She's uh, five foot nothing. And uh, she's an athletic girl. Uh, she was trained at Team, Team 3D. And uh, she is recently signed with NXT. Uh, she's a tiny girl, very athletic. From my, the first time I've seen her, and my observation is she uh, likes to do a lot of flying around, but she needs to kind of uh, stop trying to do too much. Uh, this match is a little bit rough because, uh, you know, she's trying to do a lot of stuff that maybe she shouldn't try and do. And that's something they have to talk to her about. I mean, somebody needs to tell her that less is more. You don't have to make every, every uh, match, you know, an, 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 an 
a, a flying festival and stuff like that. So uh, she obviously looks good. We'll just see if she can develop properly. Okay, I don't think we'll see her on NXT TV in the near future. Okay, as I said, both video ma match videos are up on my blog, so be sure to check them out. Okay, let's get to UFC 228. Uh, that's tomorrow night at the American Airlines Arena in Dallas. Okay, so there were supposed to be uh, four women's matches on this show, including a featherweight title match, Nico Montano versus uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Unfortunately, Nico got sick last night and the UFC doctors had her go to the hospital. So the fight is off. It's not happening. Um, at this point, I don't know what they're going to do, but my guess, just my, I mean, look, there were a couple of flyweights in the, in the uh, area, okay? Uh, Caitlin Chukagian is there, okay? Uh, Montana De La Rosa is in, the, is in the area, okay? So they could have rebooked the match, either as a title ma match or an interim title match. But I don't think they're going to do that. I think what they're going to do is because uh, the UFC medical staff made the decision to uh, put her in the hospital, they're probably going to give Nico another chance and reschedule the match. But I guess they have to keep a really close eye on her as far as weight cutting and stuff like that. But uh, there's so much hate for Nico, it's really kind of silly. But uh, I don't think they're going to do a, um, an interim title. If they were going to do that, they would have done it already. Uh, and I do think they're going to rebook the match. Don't know for when, probably in the near future. Uh, and that sort of thing. But we still have uh, three other women's matches on the show. Uh, one of them is an important match. It is Jessica Andrade versus Karolina Kowalkiewicz. Um, the winner of this match, very good chance there's going to be, going to get a title shot. Okay. Uh, Jessica, of course, we all know she's from Brazil and um, she's been really good at strawweight. Um, and I think uh, if she wins this match, there's no question she should get a title shot. I think she'll win because Carolina is basically a, um, a points fighter. And, and she's good at it. But I, Jessica is so aggressive. She hits so hard. I just think it's going to be tough for Carolina to handle. Okay, so I would anticipate possibly Jessica winning by TKO. Um, could be by decision as well, but it doesn't really matter. Okay, uh, we have in another strawweight match. We have Carla Esparza versus Tatiana Suarez. And again, we, what we have in this is we have a wrestler who's on her way down, and, uh, and a, we have a fighter who's on her way down and a fighter who's on her way up. Carla is a former champ who seems to be on her way down, Okay. Uh, Tatiana is kind of a rising star. She won the Ultimate Fighter 23. I think she's an elite fighter, and she has a good shot at getting a title shot in the not-too-distant future. In fact, it would not surprise me if instead of doing a title shot for uh, Jessica, that they decided to have Jessica and Tatiana square off, and that turns into a title shot. But, you know, either way, I think Tatiana is the winner here, and she should be the winner. Uh, the other one is not as big. The other women's match is not as big a deal. It is 
uh, going to be on the prelims, I believe, of Fight Pass prelims. Irene Aldana versus Lucy Pudilova. Uh, they're both strikers. Uh, I'm not impressed with either of them. Neither of them has any power. Uh, Irene is from Mexico. Lucy is from the Czech Republic. Um, I'm expecting this fight to go three rounds, and I might go to a split decision. And I honestly don't give a damn who wins it. I don't like either of them very much. Okay. So that's uh, it as far as UFC 228 is concerned. Now, let's have a look at a couple of new match announcements. The first one uh, was reported yesterday by Ariel Halwani of ESPN. Uh, it'll be Antonina Shevchenko versus Ashley Evans-Smith uh, on the Ultimate Fighter 28 finale, November 30th at the Pearl at the Palms in Las Vegas. And this fight will be at flyweight. Now, Antonina is 33 years old, and of course she is the older sister of Valentina Shevchenko. Her MMA record is 6-0, but like her sister, she's a kickboxer. They're very similar, okay? They don't have a ground, neither of them has a ground game, and you know they don't punch hard enough to knock anybody out. Now, the only difference is that Antonina is much less experienced at MMA, okay? So Antonina won a UFC contract with a win over Jamie Navera on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. Jamie was a late replacement when the original opponent was injured. And I watched the fight. It's, it's kind of hard to tell if Antonina is any good because her opponent just wasn't up to it, you know? So she's just not that good. Uh, It's hard to tell if Antonina is going to be a good fighter or not. Ashley is 31 years old. She trains at Team Oyama in California, which is also home for Carla Esparza. Her record is 6-3, and and she's 3-3 in the UFC. She won her flyweight debut in April with a win over Beck Rawlings. Now, all her other UFC fights were at bantamweight, and she fought at featherweight before she came to the UFC. Now, also, she had a drug suspension a couple of years ago, for taking diuretics, and uh, diuretics are frequently used to help with weight cutting. So the thing about her is she's, you know, started out at one point as a featherweight, and now she's trying to be a flyweight. Now, the reason a fighter would want to drop that much weight is she has a size advantage at flyweight, okay? So eh, I think she's underperformed in the UFC. I mean, I don't know if she'll be better at flyweight. I mean, Beck Rawlings is a crappy fighter, but... She might be a better test. And really, uh, uh, Ashley is an elite wrestler who really hasn't been all that good in the uh, UFC to date. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, Another match that was uh, announced, uh, Aaron Bronstetter of TSN reported uh, a couple of days ago that Claudia Gadelia versus Nina Ansaroff has been added to UFC 231 December 8th at the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. This fight is at strawweight. Claudia is 29 years old from Brazil. She is a product of the famed Nova Uniao gym. She now trains with Latrell Yi MMA in New Mexico. So uh, they're uh, an offshoot of Jackson Wink, and they're in the same building, but they only handle elite fighters. Claudia's record is 18 and is 16 and three, and five and three in the UFC. She went into her last fight, uh, which was a split decision over Carla Sparza, with a knee injury. So she had surgery for a strained ligament in June. 
So uh, this is a very quick turnaround. It wasn't a torn ACL or anything like that, so it wasn't as serious as that would have been. But it's a quick turnaround, there's no question. Claudia is an elite fighter, uh, and she's had title, uh, title opportunities before. Endurance is her only major weakness. Okay, And that's what Nina has to take advantage of. You know, you don't know what a fighter is going to be like post-surgery, but I think Claudia will be fine. Nina is 32 years old. She trains at American Top Team in Florida. Her record is 9-5 and 3-2 and and in the UFC. She's on a three-fight winning streak, and she was the underdog in two of those three fights. So Nina is a striker with no ground game. So when you look at this match on paper, it's a mismatch. But, you know, the fights aren't done on paper. If, if Claudia is back to her usual self, she should win easily. Now, Nina's hope here, in my opinion, is to uh, use her defense, counterpunch, and hope that Claudia gets tired in you know, the second and third round so she could squeak out a win. Because she can't knock out Claudia. It's just not going to happen. And keep in mind that Nina has Din, Dean Thomas and also her fiancé, UFC bantamweight champion, Amanda Nunez, in her corner. Okay? So I favor Claudia, but I don't know. Nina has pulled it out before, so we'll have to wait and see, right? Okay. That's it for today. Again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankb316.blogspot.com. And don't forget the uh, two uh, videos, uh, WWE videos, are now up on my blog. Uh, if you would like to leave a voice message, answer, ask a question or something like that, I'd be more than happy to do so. And uh, you can subscribe to the blog at um, uh, Google Play Music, Google Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify, among other services. I'll uh, be back on Sunday with my UFC 228 review, and I'll be posting all the matches on my blog. Uh, enjoy, the sh enjoy the show, and have a good weekend. Talk to you later.